What questions should you be considering when evaluating colleges today? College President Ben Merkel helps answer that question for you and your family on this episode of Basecamp Live. Mountains, we all face them. Basecamp Live will equip you to conquer the biggest mountains when raising the next generation. Each week, you'll hear from culture watchers, thought leaders, and storytellers who know the tools you'll need to summit the peak and shape exceptionally thoughtful, compassionate, and flourishing human beings. Welcome to Basecamp Live, and now your host, Davies Owens. My guest today on Basecamp Live is Dr. Ben Merkel. He is the second president of New St. Andrews College, And having studied everywhere from Oxford University to the University of Idaho, he has a good pulse beat on what issues today's colleges are facing. Ben is the author of White Horse King on the Life of Alfred the Great, and he is married to Becca, who I interviewed a few episodes back on Raising Up Girls Today and Feminism. Ben and Becca have five kids that they are raising up as the part of the next generation, and Ben joined me live at the ACCS conference. Welcome back to Basecamp Live. I'm here with... Ben Merkel. Um, and Ben, this is a, a real joy to get to sit down with you here at the ACCS conference. Ben is the president, second president of New St. Andrews College. And uh, we're glad you're here. Welcome. Yeah, thanks very much for having me. Yeah, tell you, so you, uh, folks may, maybe don't know you, a little bit of your story. So other than you married, uh, in, you married well. I just, I just interviewed Becca. What a great lady. So Yeah, um, Becca is the daughter of uh, Doug Wilson. I actually met her um, in 94 when New St. Andrews first started. I um, joined their Greek class. I was a student at the University of Idaho, and I um, hopped in to take Greek from them. That's where I met Becca. We married in 97. Wow. And have uh, five kids. One, The first one, uh, Knox, just graduated from Logos School. The other four are at Logos and Knox. Is so you met in Greek class? Yeah. So do you, right. do you speak Greek to each other, kind of love language or kind not of thing? Even no. <laughs> no, <laughs> not even a little bit. Not at all. <laughs> reminiscing about the romantic days in Greek class. That's a, that's a great story. So um, you you stepped in how long ago into New, uh, New St. Andrews? Uh, I've just done, I just completed two full years. Okay. So you've had, and you, you know, this is a, a new world for you. You've kind of stepped into, you know, uh, university education and you're kind of looking at it with fresh eyes. What, what's going on? I think a lot of our parents are, you know, figuring out K-12 is a big, big question. And then looking beyond that, I know uh, Doug talks about, it's interesting how attentive K-12 parents are to that education and they get to 13th grade and it's like, well, I guess they're ready. We'll kick baby bird out of the nest into whatever's out there. Yeah, I I do think that a lot of people are um, underestimating um, what's going on uh, at the university level in terms of um, uh, attempting to, you know, our desire to see our kids continue on the faith, and uh, we underestimate the world's uh, intentions to take them away at the college level. Sure. Um, And so I I think, um, you know, Beck and I talked about it, where we see, you know, she's teaching full-time at uh, Logos School, and she's describing how... She feels like in that K through 12 level, there's this kind of like we're tying the shoe and we put the, the knot in the in the shoe. Right. But there's still, um, those knots come loose really easily. And the great thing about a four-year um, classical Christian college education is you get a double knot. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, that's going to make sure that thing doesn't come untied for Right. Them. Which I think might scare some people. I mean, I, I sitting here, first-hand experience, my daughter, I'm... You know, full disclosure here is going to New St. Andrews, and we're super excited. We went through a very long, thoughtful process of where do we send her, mm-hmm. and um, as you know, I've talked about it. I, we we got we, we've had some pushback. It's like, why would you send your kid to more of that classical Christian thing? And there's only one degree, and they need to they need to kind of 
experience the world and kind of be ready for what's out there. And it's sort of a, it's actually the reverse, the very thing that they think they're getting is the opposite. Yeah. Well, I would say um, one thing that I think a lot of um, parents at classical Christian schools don't realize, I mean, that, that objection, I've already done this K through right. 12. Right. I've got the knot in my shoe. I don't need two knots. Yeah, I'll just. Why would I do four more right. years of the same thing? And, and I mean, first of all, the, the obvious answer is it's not the same thing. <laughs> right. It's college level, which is a totally different I guess that's like saying, hey, I've done it in grammar school. Why would we need high school? Like, yeah. let's just leave in sixth grade. Well, the, yeah. the other thing that I would suggest that a lot of people don't realize is that um, this is the bad news is that your um, classical Christian education K through 12 may have ruined you for a lot of other colleges mm. um, because I, I hear this again and again I see kids from that have this fantastic education and they go on to the standard state university and they find that the level of instruction is so far below what they've been accustomed they get, to doing yeah and they feel like they have to do it because they think that that's the only way to get a job is they have to do this degree but they all will admit that they're compromising on actual quality of education yeah um, but they they think that that it's what they have to do to get a job right which is a total misconception we don't have a problem with nsa students graduates getting right. employed. which is interesting because that's a very much that's you know what are the top three concerns you you you've have well with some obscure liberal arts degree and they're never going to make it in the yeah. tech world today and w but you guys are uh, what i've heard is that a lot of, a lot of your graduates are getting swooped up by companies and opportunities before they even finish oh yeah yeah we i mean our, the, the graduates um we have a hundred percent employment rate of students going out looking for jobs they they get jobs they get competitive jobs they do really well they go on to and they're not just writing sunday school curriculum and stuff no, okay I mean, yeah um, which isn't a bad thing by the way yeah, but right, yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> no they, they go on to get um you know competitive graduate programs. We just had another student accepted to do a master's at Oxford this year, one to Harvard last year. Um, they do uh, MBAs at uh, Vanderbilt, uh, wow. Wharton, elsewhere, go on to competitive um, business. Uh, one of our alums is a VP at Goldman Sachs now. Okay. So they do really well, but I think the, the misconception comes from this, this thing. I, I think people don't realize they're doing this subconsciously. There's this story that we've been told, um, this line that we're fed, which is that um, to get a job, your undergraduate degree needs to have the name of that career field in the degree. Right. And so, so there's this expectation that if the if it if it says engineering, that means you'll have an engineering job. Right. On on. The thing is, is um, and, and and then you say, okay, well, so you have a liberal arts degree. That means. What do you, what do you, what's the right. career that is labeled liberal arts? The only thing you can do is teach liberal arts. Exa and that's exactly the fear. And right. So right. it's this kind of Ponzi scheme. To <laughs> but um, but uh, the thing is, is, if you just take a step back for a moment, you'll see that that, um, that is a complete misconception. Um, how many of us are currently in a career that has our undergraduate yeah. degree title sure. uh, you know, summarizing the career. I was chemistry. I was sociology. See yeah. where that got me. <laughs> Although yeah. I don't know, maybe that helped a little bit, but yeah, it's... And, and yeah, so, so liberal arts is not about naming a field. It's about naming certain intellectual skills and habits yeah. that tend to push you towards leadership positions. And yeah. this is, you look at the data, there's a jillion studies out there that will show people with this kind of degree, they tend to end up in leadership management kind of positions. Sure. And because they're learning, it's not just book knowledge, they're learning to be hardworking and yeah. people of character and virtue and the things that yeah. companies are excited to see in well, the workforce. Yeah. I mentioned our, um, our our alum that's a VP at Goldman Sachs now, and he'll say, he, he did MSA and then he did an MBA at um, 
Vanderbilt. Okay. And he will say over 90% of the education he uses every day at work is his NSA education, not his <laughs> Not his Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt, right. Yeah, it's not the business degree. It was the um, liberal arts. That's what taught him how mm. to be the leader that he is. And that's not just because he can quote Shakespeare better. I mean, it's it, right. I mean, it's a much more broad understanding. I guess that's where people get hung up. They just, I think the narrow understanding of liberal arts is it's literally just more English literature time. So Right. No, no. You're learning critical thinking. You're learning communication. You're learning you know, a work ethic. You're learning how to um, listen to mm-hmm. other people, which yep. is actually a really surprisingly <laughs> rare skill. And you're, and you're learning to be the people. Like, here's another example. My, uh, my nephew is a graduate from Logos School and went on to engineering. Um, and he was one of these guys, you know, taking apart lawnmower engines right. since he was a little kid. He clearly was called. Could he put him back together? So, yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. no, he's a successful. Engineer. Okay, good. All right. Yeah. Okay. No, he, he, he just called in that direction. But um, even as an undergraduate, he'd already um, had um, uh, peer reviewed um, academic journal articles wow. placed because he would get put on these teams, different projects. And so they're all engineers working on their projects. But when they would say, okay, now who's going to write this? Or, mm. or who's going to stand up and present this? Who's going to be the guy that speaks to others and tells them and convinces them what we're going to do. They all looked at him and it was his Logos education because he could get up and speak. The rhetoric skills and yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So so you've got got these discipline specific skills, but then you've got now who's going to be the one to lead us and, and to communicate to others and persuade. Wow. And that's going to be that liberal. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're here with Ben Merkel, president of New St. Andrews College. We're going to take a quick break and come right back. I want to hear more about uh, just some of the things you see happening broadly in the university college landscape that I think would be helpful to talk about. So we'll be right back. For 21 years and counting, New St. Andrews College has sought to obey Christ's great commission to disciple nations and build him a house, not just in Jerusalem, but throughout the world, not with stones and mortar, but with living stones. We build and fight. This is the task of a Christian liberal arts college to equip students with the tools to build and fight. And this is our joyful task as we seek to graduate leaders who shape culture through wise and victorious living. To learn more, check us out online at nsa.edu forward slash explore. Well, we're back with Ben Merkel here at Basecamp Live. We are live at the ACCS conference in Pittsburgh, and Ben, it's uh, it's just so exciting to hear your direct hearing from you directly about uh, your vantage point of college and universities. It's just something that I think most of us want our kids to go to college and university, and unfortunately, I think we filter. And I'm speaking personally, having just gone through this with my daughter graduating this year, through what we remember about colleges and universities maybe 20, 30 years ago. And the landscape's changed dramatically. And a lot of the rhetoric we hear that's being pushed out there on what's important, we've talked about, Mm -hmm. you need to go make sure that the degree matches what they're going to do, and that guarantees a job, kind of the fallacy of that. But there's some even deeper changes that are pretty troubling out there. What are you seeing? I I mean, I I think that the the world has really focused on those college years to do something, I think, pretty destructive um, mm. to, to Christian students. Um, and I think you, know, you mentioned how much the landscape has changed, but one, one thing I would just point out that, that is the same, and yeah. that is um, if each of us that spent four years at college, if you were to cast your mind back then and ask how influential were those four years in your life, yeah. that's, that's something that we all know. Um, that's where you, um, many of us figured out what kind of Christian you're going to be. Um, this kind of yeah. owning your faith, yep. um, a high likelihood that's where you ended up meeting the person you're going to marry mm-hmm. and getting a, some sense of what it's going to look like for you to live as a married man or woman. 
um, your career, all sorts of different things, your relationship to church, all those things were established really in those four years of college yeah. and stick with you for life. Right. So, um, so I think that it continues to be this really significant moment, but the pressures against it are, are really severe. Um, you know, you, you mentioned what are some of the things that are out there. I think um, it, it, it struck me as ironic um, over this last election cycle when we had Bernie Sanders um, telling us that... Free education. Exactly. I, I, I tried to find that for my daughter. It was hard. Co- yeah. College should be free. Yeah. College should be free. And, and it struck me as um, <laughs> it's kind of sad that, that when he says college should be free, that he's picking, I think, the cheapest possible definition of the mm. word free. I mean, America is a country that freedom, like what it means to be free is something that goes way back for us. Right. Like we have this real deep sense of what freedom is. And it's just been um, shrunk down to now sneaking out of the restaurant without paying your bill. Mm. You know, I've got a free pizza. Right. <laughs> Land of the free. Right, right. You know? and, and if you take, as, as Christians, you take that word free and say, what, what? What, what would it look like to really flesh out what a free college would look like? Yeah. Well, I think one thing would be being able to walk out of college without a massive pile of student debt. You know, Absolutely. Being able to walk out, not load down with debt. Another would be free with respect to free from federal interference. Yeah. Is the government telling us our definition of marriage, our definition sure. of sexuality? Our and you see that now in freshman orientation. I know at Boise State, first week they take you off campus and take yep. you on a team building indoctrination session. To, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and yeah, can we be free yeah. from that? Yeah. Um, another would be free, you know, it, I think it's it's interesting that the liberal arts, that's that's um, liberal from the Latin liber, the free man. Mm-hmm. These are the arts that um, you're supposed to study in order to be a free, a truly free man, meaning you have the ability to think critically, to um, to look at the world and understand what's going on, and then to be able to lead others. Yeah. That's what the liberal arts were, and we're in- increasing and moving away from that free education and into something that's far more votech specific and loses all of those um, deeper yeah. skills. Yeah. And then I think the most profound one is, um, as a Christian, what I think to be free means, it means to be free in Christ, to be free yeah. from sin. And I look at what's going on on college campuses, and you think, how many students are walking away from those four years with deep, deep bondage, mm. with deep sin that they're, mm-hmm. guilt that they're carrying now, deep uh, vices that they've um, fallen into yeah. in terms of sexuality or drugs or alcohol, that, that are going to be with them for a life. Forever, yeah. And we're not freeing our students by sending them there. We're actually setting them up for a yeah. lifetime of yeah. slavery. Well, I think there's a, there's a hopeful assumption that they are somehow prepared in the K-12 experience that they can stand up against whatever comes at them. But I mean, human nature being what it is, and we're yeah. communal creatures, and we all of a sudden are in a dorm room, and we're the one lone voice in the wilderness. I, I would think... say, just let's, let's look at the data. Yeah. Just, just Google up how many Christian students are losing their faith during those four years at college, and it's scary. Yeah. Um, it's like, an, I mean, Varna is around what, 80% typically that sort yeah. of walk away. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. You, you would have a, a a, you know, a better chance on the beaches of Normandy than, than you would. That's a pretty grim thought. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, and, yeah. And that is the actual data. Um, but contrast that those four years I mentioned that they're so critical in character formation. When you do them right, the blessing is significant. Mm-hmm. So when I stepped in as NSA president, one of the first things I did was a survey of our alumni, going back um, all the way to the beginning. Yeah. And. Um, Students who graduated NSA 15 years ago and more in that crowd, we had a less than 2% divorce rate. Wow. 
which which really says something about if when you do those four really critical years when you do them right that stays with you and it really has a lasting impact yeah, yeah. On, on your life it's an interesting thought but i guess again it's easy to assume that k-12 is when the proverbial cement is being set and then it's sort of locked up and you're ready to go but it's really it is the point at which you you pressure test all the ind- all of the learning yeah. it's independence for the first time it's decisions when yeah. do i go to bed who do i hang out with what do i eat what do I, all of this is now yeah and it's easy to make bad decisions that yeah. you're stuck with so yeah, that's a wanna, good point yeah you want a helping community to be there to just get them through yeah that. yeah so you guys are um you know when i think about new st andrews you've got some some changes and some directions you're taking. Where, where are you headed? What's next? What, what's kind of big on your mind there? Yeah, so, I mean, one of the biggest things we've been working on is launching a music conservatory attached to the college so that students can continue. A lot of these kids, you know, played the violin all yeah, through high yep. school, you know, all growing up, and they want to keep playing at college. They maybe are not necessarily looking for a music degree, but they would still like to really have that with them. Hmm. So having a music conservatory attached to the school uh, students could graduate with a certificate in music that would ena- enable them to be a music teacher somewhere, or a music okay. uh, minister at a church, or just they just want this to just be a continuing part edifying of their life. Yeah, that's exciting. That's, that's been a pretty big piece. Okay. For us. Yeah, great. Well, obviously, people want to know more about New St. Andrews. There's the website. Yeah. Um, and uh, other other resources you could point people to, or what's the best way to learn more? Yeah, going to the website nsa.edu. Um, and then, um, and you can um, you can click on there to get more information, or uh, give us a call. We're happy to yeah. um, get them information. Or the other is, if you want um, somebody to come speak at your school, yeah, we love sending um, faculty or staff out to yeah. speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were really one of the real turning points for us was when Nate Wilson came and, and spoke about. Uh, you know, he's obviously the Gorilla Poets and a lot in the film industry, mm-hmm. and that's something my daughter's been interested in and I think you know we think in terms of what we need to send them to a point earlier to a school that offers a film program a degree there and Nate made a very lasting compelling argument that you need to learn how to read and tell stories well and if you understand the art again it's the core of liberal arts you're well positioned to go into these industries and be successful and and differentiate so at any rate hey Ben thanks for being a part of uh, Basecamp Live today I want to Hopefully we can chat again in the future, many other topics, I'm sure. sure. But uh, excited about what you're doing and and really uh, appreciate your time. Thanks again. Glad to be here. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for today's show. If you'd like to hear more episodes like this one, or ones you may like even more, go to BasecampLive.com to subscribe and engage in the conversation. We always welcome your ideas for future topics and guests. Join us next week. And remember, when raising the next generation, you don't have to climb alone.